0: Anything that would make a good story about building websites we go for. In fact, a couple of years ago, we had a crazy one where I had some I had a hacker really mess with my life, and I you know I even took that as an opportunity to I invited the the hacker onto the show anonymously to have an interview. Do you want to impact the world
1: and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. Please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everyone. Today we have a guest that I haven't spoken to for five years uh, since my Treehouse days. His name is Chris Coyer. He is the founder of CSS Tricks, CodePen, and the Shop Talk Show podcast. That's it. So there we go. So Chris, how's it going?
0: Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Eric. Yes, it has absolutely been a long time. Yeah, we work together for sponsorship stuff from from
1: old Team Treehouse glory days. Yep, yep, yep. So how are things going nowadays? And uh, I guess we can start off by why don't you just tell us your story, first of all? Sure. I mean,
0: that's all coming back into my head right now, just because we talked about it a little bit. My life isn't actually all that different from from five years ago, really. So some people know me through CSS Tricks, if you know me at all, because I've just been running that site. So it's been a decade now. It started in 2007, and it's like a web publication about all things web. So the name is really dorky, you know, CSS Tricks, whatever. I was a young man when I chose it, and it just is what it is. It's certainly about CSS. So, you know, like I woke up today and wrote an article about CSS and published it, or uh, a couple of them, actually. And, uh, And so that's what it is. It's just, you know, you you maybe you land on it in google search results and stuff maybe you're a subscriber cuz you just like hearing about what's new on the web what's new in css and stuff but it's not limited to that topic necessarily the topic is building websites and so in that topic for css is kind of the topic for my life really uh, because i also run code pen which you mentioned which you no know, we can talk about but it's kind of like a a playground if you would uh, for front end development. And I have a podcast as well called Shop Talk Show. And it's all about building websites also. So like all the things I do are centered around building websites, essentially.
1: Between or among the three you know, things that you have going on right now, I mean, you know, how does it look? How are these businesses doing in terms of uh, revenue, you know, users and things like that? A B minus? Can I? Do, like, what? I'm
0: I'm certainly not. Uh, there's not like investors knocking down my door or anything because we have crazy explosive growth. But I've never. I, and not that I'm not interested in that. Like, certainly I'm interested in success. And if I had runaway success, I'd be I'd be cheering. But I don't know that I need it. Like I I feel comfortable and happy with with where I am. Uh, So CSS Tricks is 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 not just me. There's a team, right? But the all the team is all very part-time people who help me with writing and um, just the running of the business and such. But the kind of the editorial and a lot of the writing and just a lot. It's wholly owned uh, by me. And there's like I'm not sure if there is a such thing as explosive growth for for a one-man publication. You know, there's certainly publication. Explosive growth, like I think of companies like Vox Media, like where I hadn't heard of them five years ago, and now they're just huge, you know. But that's kind of a, I don't know. I wasn't shooting for that. Probably never will. CS's tricks is like I, I open up my Google Analytics and look at the growth of it as a site because I, it, it's it's interesting to have because I put it on there on day one of the site and I've never taken it off. So. Uh, I have, like, a ton of analytics data from C. Yeah, so history. what does that look
1: like? Let's talk about the community for a second. I mean, you slow know, when you first growth. started, slow growth. I mean, what does it look like today in terms of, you know, monthly traffic that you're getting and number of email subscribers you have? And ballpark's fine. You don't have to be exact.
0: No. I mean, I can be exact about the CSS Tricks traffic, because who cares? I almost wish I could go into Google Analytics and check a checkbox to be like, make this public. I want other people to see it and tell me if there is like interesting information you could extract from it, because there's, there's nothing I'm trying to hide about the analytics, particularly for CSS Tricks. Uh, it's like 7 million page views a month. And I know the page views isn't super interesting, because it's like if you really wanted to pump that up, I could break my articles across, you know, pagination or something like that. I could do tricks to get that. Or it could be really bad if I decided that, uh, you know, I, I would implement some functionality on the site where if you click an article, it just loads in line, right? So it never really refresh, refreshes and doesn't give me that. I don't know if page views is that interesting. I th- that there's more interesting metrics to look at. I don't even know what they are exactly, but Google Analytics tracks users and time on site and stuff like that. What is, so
1: what do users and number of email subscribers look like? Okay. So email
0: subscribers is real bad. (laughs) And it's only because it was only like one year ago, we really decided to maybe even do a newsletter. It's like, I think it's like 24,000 or something right now, which is not like, I'm not saying if somebody has a newsletter that has 24,000 subscribers there, they're doing badly. But like I've tracked for when you could track RSS numbers. Well, like because Google had Feedburner or whatever, and it used to be somewhat accurate until that all went to garbage. That was like hundreds of thousands, you know. So in 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 on Twitter, the CSS Tricks has over three hundred thousand. So it's like to have a newsletter that's like a whole order of magnitude lower than that. Um, isn't that? That great, but I don't know. We're just growing it. We're having fun with it, whatever. So we are taking the newsletter seriously now, um, despite it being kind of a smaller product than any of the other things that we can do.
1: That's okay. I mean, you're just getting started with it, and you The fact that you have 7 million pages, you do some optimizations here and there. This
0: is a WordPress site, right? And uh, there's, well, I don't know, Hundreds of thousands of comments and forum posts and stuff that have been left over the 10 years of the site being active. I could just be like, hmm, let's see, you've interacted with my site and posted something on my site. I'm going to go through my database, grab every single email address in the database, and put you on my email list. You know, it'd be a little shady put possibly a little illegal but people do that definitely (laughs) it's definitely illegal right but people do that stuff i could artificially grow it a lot higher i could be like you can't do x and y i could i could have a massive banner like you can't even read an article on the site unless you sign i don't do anything like that there's just a little form at the bottom it's like you want to get our email you can do it i haven't even done smart stuff like i really like this on twitter you can do the Uh, like a tweet somehow that's got a card where all people got to do is like click a thing and then they're signed up for your newsletter because Twitter already knows your email. I don't even know how it works, but I like it. I haven't even investigated that yet. There's a lot of ways you can grow stuff like that that we haven't even
1: tried. You're at 7 million page views per month right now. I mean, what does that growth rate look like? I mean, if you compare like, you know, if you're doing like month over month kind of growth rates, what does that look like? Uh,
0: Month over month growth is, is probably really super duper low, like sub 1%. But it's still growing. Rarely is there ever, even a month where it goes down. You know, it's really, really, really steady, which makes me feel good. Because I, I do drastic stuff sometimes, you know, I'm like, I'm just going to redesign the entire site this weekend, boop, you know, because it's just me and I can do that. And I don't, I don't have so much tied up in it that like a little bit of Problem. I couldn't solve any problem that, that came up or anything. You know what's
1: interesting? Like you can make all these changes. You know, it's it's, it's your site at the end of the day. But you know, uh, you know, when you think about it from a high level, it's like it continues to grow because of all the value that you continue to add. So, what do you think sets you apart from from other people? Because clearly, you know how to build communities. Like you have this podcast, you have CSS tricks, you have code pen. What's your secret to building a strong community? Seven million page views is huge. I've always liked the idea that. First of all, you you know I'm just
0: a person, so when I write this site, it's not like I'm trying to hide myself from this site. Clearly, you know, there's a picture of me on the site. I say this is I put my name on there. I'm not trying to make like this abstract. I'm not trying to make it seem like it's any bigger than it already is. I also have a tone that I've developed over the years, like kind of on purpose. Uh, I've tried to codify it a few times. I'm not sure how good of a job I've done, but it, but it's kind of like we're authoritative but not like you know. Pompous about it. And we're always friendly. I use a lot of we when we write, you know, like, and then we do this and we do this kind of like as we're going through the tutorial, it's kind of like we're all in this thing together. Maybe that's like the best way to put it is I try to write like I just learned this thing too, which often is the case. And I remember what it was like to not know this thing because I'm usually teaching in these articles. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to convey like what it was like before that. And I, I think that like, that tone i mean it's okay if people don't like it but uh, there's plenty of people that do like it and and subscribe and listen and uh, are part of the site because they like how it feels you know uh, and then and then there's also the sentiment that you get back what you put out in the world, kind of thing, like like there's there's certainly sites that have way more of like a snarky tone to them on purpose. It it, may, it might even work for their site. It's not even bad. It's just that they're a snarky kind of site, and then the community that comes with that because is amplified by ten. I think like if you're a snarky site, the community around you is going to be like ten x as snarky as that, you know. And if you're just nice and you encourage niceness and you shut down anything that that isn't kind of a doesn't feel healthy and right, which I do, you know, like for example, we don't I don't just allow anybody to comment. I have the comment form for the last while on this site it says, please treat this more like a letter to the editor. You can write to me, but I'm not gonna publish every single thing that's written in here. If it's like a good comment that I feel like adds value to this site, I approve it. And otherwise I don't. And that means that when you're browsing around the site and reading stuff. Aside from the forums, which is a little bit more of a free-for-all, it's been chosen, you know, it's the words that you read have been approved.
1: You know, obviously you're wearing a lot of hats right now. I'm just wondering, what is your content team or what is your your entire team for CSS tricks look like right now? Well, it's it's a lot of me, but I have part-time writers. I have Jeff and Robin and
0: Sarah. They kind of just do whatever they want. Like maybe I'm I'm not the best boss in that regard. We do keep like a Trello board full of ideas and Mia as well, that it's like if something appeals to you on that Trello board go for it or if you've read an article recently and it resonated with you go through, go ahead and throw up a link to it but don't don't just link to it we always like you shouldn't link to something unless you have kind of something to say about it some kind of your own opinion there you can summarize it in a in a good way i don't i don't really mandate what other people write necessarily i like if someone comes to me and's like i need some ideas well sure i'll shoot you 10 ideas but i almost prefer that it wasn't an assignment that I didn't like put you on a beat and you, you had to do it because this is your job. I'd prefer to come, like, this is what I'm interested in right now. So this is what I'm going to write about. And it's, you know, it's a slow trickle. We only publish like one or two things a day.
1: How many articles are you putting out a month yourself?
0: A month. I don't know. I don't know. At least twenty, I'd say. And sometimes full blown tutorials. Sometimes it's a video. Sometimes it's uh, a snippet or an almanac entry because those are different concepts on CSS Tricks. For example, the almanac is just like it's more like an encyclopedia of CSS. It's not as timely, whereas the blog is. You know, by nature, things are dated, and it's kind of i in chronological chronological order by published. You read it more like a publication, whereas uh, snippets are just they're dated and it says when they're last updated. But they're just kind of filed into a particular category because it's not it's not a full blown tutorial. It's just like a bit of code. But
1: what, what does like the average like word count look like for you?
0: Oh god, that's a great question because it's I don't. It's not like I turn. I don't like have it locked up in my head, but they're definitely. I, I, they feel like medium to me. You know, like when somebody submits an article, that's that's I, I don't know what's a lot, ten thousand or something. That that would be like, you know, scrolling, and- yeah. Yeah, that would be a lot. It'd be like a big thick chapter in a book, I feel like, right? Or maybe an entire book in some cases if it's a small one. We don't tend to do that, you know? Nor are they two paragraphs usually. But there are these two types of posts. There's like a normal traditional blog post and then there's a link post, which are by nature shorter, because it's we're we're not trying to get you to stay on our site very long. We're trying to link off to somebody else. I don't I don't know what the, the perfect How long does a
1: usual post take you? Maybe I can make an estimate.
0: <laughs> maybe. Yeah, okay i I try to get done with them right away in the morning, so if I'm want to do publishing, I'll get up and I'll spend a an hour hour and a half two hours i'd say between one and two hours on a post and then
1: so that's i mean if you're quick, I mean it can be anywhere from you know efficient anywhere from fifteen hundred to i want to say three thousand words does that sound about right?
0: Yeah, sure. Why don't I, why don't I, I'll just for fun, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll pull up a a recent one and I'll send it through. I love looking through this stuff. I mean, the whole process, because everybody wants to get that, that many page views. And my my take on this is like, you know, I look at my, um, my friend has a gun blog too, you know, that we work on and, you know, he just writes really good stuff and it grows. Once you have a good product, you know um, sometimes, you know, it just blows up and I'm looking at your stuff right now. You know, CSSTricks.com, you guys rank for 481,000 keywords, according to our tool, um, our SEO tool, Hrefs. You know, it's showing that, you know, it's a million organic traffic. But, you know, obviously, you know, these when it comes to estimates, these tools are usually wrong. But 481,000 organic keywords is huge. And your domain authority or domain rank is about 70 out of 100, which is also huge. So kudos to you.
0: Hey, thanks. It's You know, it's been just taking care of the site for literally a decade, you know, not not letting it go to, you know, just making sure everything's working and fast and accessible and the best I can. So I just dropped like a recent tutorial and that was a pretty short one, but it's only it's only about 500 words. That would be a, a short one, but it is a full-blown tutorial. So what are you going to do? Tell us about the,
1: the business model. I mean, you have these three sites right now. How do you make money? What's the revenue breakdown?
0: Well, we've been talking about CSS tricks a ton, so I can start with that. You know, display advertising used to be Big. It used to be like the the primary way. So you you'd write articles and then you'd you'd fill ads around them as much as you can and as tastefully as you can because you know everybody knows if you go overboard, it's just you lose people. You know, and my goal is steady growth, not not steady uh, loss or whatever. And there still are display ads. There's still a market for that, although it's just not like it used to be. Uh, and and they're just nobody's favorite. You know, I, I don't know. I I, I still don't mind them and use them and and I'm glad that there's money to be made in them still but almost more money comes from a pure site sponsor and you know all about that because that's kind of what we did with uh with treehouse it was like it was like more of a custom partnership kind of thing where we could do more. So I actually do that with Media Temple right now and I love it because Media Temple is actually my host for the website. And, and and but the partnership is more complex. Like we do contests together and there's display advertising, there's sponsored posts. I write on their blog, you know, it's like it's a thing that we've codified out. You know, we we wrote up like here's all these ideas and all this together is worth X bucks. And we do that a month kind of thing. And yeah. that's been working. But so the the business model of CSS Tricks is there's some merch. That's nothing. We almost lose money on that. There's display advertising, which is okay. Sponsor posts, which is pretty good. I like those because it gives me a chance to it uses the mechanism that we already have, which is content. Uh, and then we mark them clearly and stuff. And that seems to be going okay. And then the best thing you can do is to, to have a, a full site sponsor with like a custom deal.
1: Cool. And so how much are you making on CSS tricks a year? Is it 500K, less than a million, over a million?
0: It's much less than a million. And in fact, like my personal take home is is pretty low. It's like, it's like a hundred, a little over a hundred, maybe.
1: Revenues are not like a, I mean, we just talk about it here. It's not like there's low, high. I think it's just a good idea for people to see like, hey, this is what happens when you put in, you know, the amount of time. And I, I think it's still phenomenal, you know, every, everything that you're- Yeah.
0: And I don't mean to scoff at a hundred thousand dollars. That's a, that's a wheelbarrow. Of money. It absolutely is. It's just, it's not, yeah. It's. I'm not, I'm not whatever. I'm not buying a yacht from CSS Tricks, that's for sure. Uh, but I do have other things as well that are similar. There's there's CodePen 2, which is a bigger project. I mean, page views wise, it's Triple CSS, trick. Yeah. So
1: 21 million page views a month.
0: I think it's more like 15, 16, but that's without embeds, which embeds go on other people's site? That's kind of tra- tracked differently, which is a, a similar number of them.
1: By the way, side note, I mean, everyone, before you talk about CodePen, I mean, you know, one of our main developers was hired from CodePen. Actually, two of them came from CodePen. They're like, right? really, really good. Yeah, they're so solid. One's from Singapore. Um, the other one's from, um, I think it's Sweden. So, yeah, I mean, really great site. So, why don't you talk about CodePen? What is it exactly and how does it help people?
0: It was born from early, well, not early, just CSS tricks in general. It has a lot of demos on it. It's like, let me talk about this HTML, CSS, and JavaScript thing, you know, and I can put code blocks on there and you can look at the code but it's nothing compared to looking at the code and looking at that code running. What does it do? I want to see it. Uh, and a screenshot is boring, and it, it isn't proof that it's working. You know, a screenshot's just a screenshot. And predating CodePen, there's tools like JS Fiddle, JS Bin, great tools that kind of invented this concept of I can write my code and be looking at the output of my code at the same time, right in my web browser. And it was awesome. And I was just about to be like, you know what, I'm going to bite the bullet here. I'm going to move every single demo from CS tricks onto these platforms because they 're just better this just this is the way that you should be looking at code, but before I did it, you know I kind of have this i don 't know like I want a little more control about that like what if the service were to shut down? What if I want to show display ads on my demos for some reason? What if I want to brand my demos a little bit because that that seems like something I might want to do. I want more control, so like the very early code pen was buddies of mine, can do you want to help me with like a weekend project kind of thing to uh, to build kind of a a demo tool along the lines of these other apps, uh, and we did it, and it just was so much fun, and we knew that we wanted to work together, and we had a million ideas for it. So pretty quick, we just blew it up, and we're like, "Nah, let's just make this our a whole thing, you know? Let's just go, let's go big here, let's make it." You know, let's give, give let people have accounts. Let's make it more like a social media tool. Let's make 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 sure the front page of it is showcasing the community. And uh, it, it grew up pretty quickly. But yeah, the root of it was what a good way to look at code.
1: Wow. Okay. And it's, I'm looking at your your pricing plans over here. You have nine bucks a month, thirty bucks a month, forty bucks a month. What's like the most popular one? It's funny that it's like
0: changing like this weekend. This is that's been there forever, and for the first time ever, we have a new payment structure rolling out but it will be pretty it'll be pretty similar it was mostly a back-end rewrite uh certainly the the lowest plan is the most you know because people just you get so much for that low plan that the the super pro plan it is useful for some people but to be perfectly honest it's kind of a you know that old like psychological trick where you know put an expensive plan there and it makes the the one the one next lower sound a lot better.
1: At Treehouse, we had the the gold and the silver, right? And you know, sixty six percent of people would do the silver, and thirty three percent will do the gold. And it's it's That's like pretty that for good most for companies. gold though. Yeah, but there, the thing is, like you know, to be perfectly honest, when when I was there, you know, there wasn't that much more value added with the gold, but people just like to get the gold. Sometimes it's a psychological thing, like you said. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, we're not, we're nowhere near thirty-three percent. That would be rad, but it's it would be almost like a treehouse if you made like a platinum plan in which you got very little else, but it was like you know three times as expensive or something. Like knowing that absolutely nobody is going to pick that, but I don't know if that works. I, I don't have any data on that that kind of thing. But there, there's going to be one more plan. And shoved in here soon. Team is sort of kind of going to be broken off into its own kind of thing because t- team is very valuable to us. They're they're higher priced plans and uh, uh, and they they provide a lot of value and they're going to be providing a lot of more value soon. And that's big. We want to sell those more. You know you know there's a lot of, probably a lot of people that listen to this that have an app that's so expensive that it kind of makes sense to have a sales team really or like if you can sell a lot of accounts. But it's always been tricky for us because you know we have so many people that are on a nine dollar plan. It doesn't make Makes sense to have a salesperson out there on the beat selling a nine dollar
1: plan. No, it totally makes sense. The numbers just don't work. So how many paying users do you have right now for CodePen?
0: Uh I don't know that I can share that exactly, but we have like a million ish users, period, you know, that have signed up. And we have like pretty, I would say, industry standard conversion
1: rate on that. Great. And so for CodePen, it's not it's not just you running the show, right? You got multiple partners?
0: Three co founders, yeah, and there's eight total. All of us who, who who work on the app, we took funding one year ago, a little more than a year ago. We took a million dollars for 10% of it. And so we used that money to hire all these people and to build some big new stuff. So it, it's funny now, we just had like a meeting, kind of a meeting planning 2017 thing where we're like, you know, we're, we're pretty close to profitability, and not there yet. You know, we haven't released a ton after hiring these employees. We have, we've released features, but we kind of hired them to build this huge, big thing that's, that's not even out yet, and we're just very much looking forward to it going out so we can see what it does to revenue. You know? Got it. And
1: so your, most of your team's remote for this too, right? Or everyone?
0: All of them, yeah. No two people in the same state, even at the at the moment. And we have Rachel Smith, who works for us, is is in the process of moving back to Australia. So we'll have some international stuff going on.
1: Awesome, so awesome, man. And okay, so we got you got two things. You got seven million pages. You got sixteen million pages. You got a million users. Um, so now let's talk about the podcast. You know, what is the podcast? What was the impetus for it? That's certainly the smallest project I work on. Not to not to minimize or anything. It's been fun. Where
0: I think we recorded 253 today, just like an hour before this call. So that's you know every week. That's five years of of, of podcasting. Mostly it's just me and my buddy Dave, and it's super casual. We chat the 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 meet. And potatoes of the show is question and answer, uh, as opposed to, to interview. We kind of thought at the time, oh, well, there's plenty of interview kind of stuff. Let's do it more like car talk on NPR, where people write in about their broken Volvo or whatever. Uh, this will be write in about your your broken website, and we'll answer that question. And, uh, uh, and so we, we still do that, although we do have plenty of guests on the show as well. That It's just... Anything that would make a good story about building websites we go for in fact, a couple of years ago we had a crazy one where I had some I had a hacker really mess with my life and i you know I even took that as an opportunity to I invited the the hacker onto the show anonymously to have an interview. So that How was that a, go? a pretty big, pretty big show for us. It was it was good. I think it in a sense, uh, you know, it doesn't make me think that he wasn't a bastard because he is a bastard. And I still think <laughs> that. But uh, <laughs> but I think it, we we saw the humanity in each other a little bit and it got him to back off, which is huge. <laughs>
1: Wow. So, I mean, I mean, you know, without going too much into detail, I'm a little curious. Why, why did he decide to hack you and like, what did he do exactly?
0: I was actually kind of a random target because even at the time, well, it was only a few years ago. So, I guess CSS Tricks was still a, a pretty big name site ish. And the, it, yeah. And he, I think he, through my host, figured out that he did he essentially did social engineering. Called up the host on the phone, pretended it was me, pretended to be mad about something or something, and they gave him access that they they shouldn't have given, and have since had to kind of revise their their phone, you know, what they allow on the phone, kind of thing. And then he got in and all he wanted to do, I think, was to get low-level server access. I can hardly remember. I'd have to go back and listen to the show. But he just wanted to to mess with them, I said, and get server access because he was really into Bitcoin, you know. So he, I think he wanted to install like Bitcoin mining stuff on it and and who knows what? I think he just got, kind of got a got a kick out of uh, what the world would allow him to do, kind of thing. Wow, that's crazy!
1: And so, how many listeners do you have on the podcast right now for a month?
0: That's a that's another good question too. Probably probably in the in the tens of thousands, you know, like medium size for a for
1: a podcast. You just know how to build communities, and you know, the thing is, I going back to I don't think you know when I'm doing this podcast. There's no specific hack. You just have to add a lot of value and be consistent over time because. When I look That's at this the one. Podcast. The
0: second one. I mean, value is important, is too, but be, but yeah, consistency. Just, just be. Even if it's not, even you I mean if you got to take a, a break, but like just, but don't, don't do twelve episodes and give up, or don't, you know, write on your blog three times a year, and you know, like just be, just got to keep chugging away. And I see so many abandoned ideas that are like you didn't fail. You just gave up too soon. You know?
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not like you have to be really smart or anything. Cause I look at this podcast, you know, after year one, we we're getting, I was spending six hours per, per interview and, um, you know, did it for a whole year. And after year one, I was getting nine downloads a day, <laughs> you know, you just keep going year two at $54 a day. Right. And then year three, it's like, Oh, okay. We, we got up to 15,000 a day. That's great. But what? it just takes time, you know? <laughs> That's but th- really that's, great. That's the thing with it. So I mean, I mean, you know, you you clearly know how to build communities. We should just call you the master of communities. So I'm looking at this. I'm trying to extrapolate the numbers a little bit. So you know, basically, you're saying you're doing one to two blog posts a day on CSS tricks, right? So if you average it out, maybe it's around 45 ish blog posts per month. Would you say you did that consistently for 10 years, or how many years was that over?
0: Yeah. Well, I can just look right now. We have 2,725 posts on CSS tricks right now. So what is that? What is that? It's it's
1: 27 blog posts a month.
0: Yeah. So it's like more like one a day. It's averaging out to over, over all the time. It sounds like it doesn't count screencasts. It doesn't count almanac. It doesn't count snippets. So there's all these. It's, you know, when you add all those in, I think we're a little up over four or five thousand. Yeah. Well, there's 1400 pages
1: just alone. So I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I like how oh, into the numbers you are. It's kind of it's fun for me, too. So, I mean, you know, we'll share all these numbers in the show notes. You know, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. How old are you right now? 36 36 okay what's one piece of advice you give to your 25 year old self
0: 25 year old self wow what was I doing when I was 25 I think I lived in Portland Oregon I think I just moved there for the for the first time leaving home kind of not I went to college and stuff but I'd never left I grew up in Wisconsin God, what did I what if I screwed up then you know what I <laughs> it probably it wouldn't even be like tech or businessy it'd probably be like you should go for a run a little more often buddy <laughs> you should why don't you get on the why don't you get the bike out you know why don't you make a healthy meal tonight what's
1: one new tool you added in the last year that's added a lot of value
0: We use uh zoom which was kind of i don't know that it's new but it's it's kind of new to me we we do because you need to talk to people face to face on a remote team, you know? We'd be like, "Let's do Google Hangouts for everything." And then and then like and then Slack had a thing that they that you can kind of use, and then we used oh god, what's the other popular one? I I don't I don't even know, but yeah, we never used that one, but certainly certainly Skype was in there too because you can do video on it. And never had like really good luck with like, "Oh, is, what microphone is on? Oh, I can't hear you." Uh, the, the best luck we've ever had is with zoom so switching to zoom was was good not a sponsor or anything uh, but yeah they do a good job with that we also switched to GitLab. oh uh, anyway tell, tell me
1: yeah well i mean i remember i'm looking at your twitter profile right now and it just struck me you talked about the whole thing about like walking more running more you lost a lot of weight
0: well I, it goes up and down so don't get too excited
1: <laughs> but no i did in the no, last few years yeah thanks cool uh you, you were saying
0: uh, yeah, GitLab was a big change for us. It's kind of like a GitHub competitor, I guess, but it's like open source or whatever. Like GitHub isn't, and uh, that was a big new tool for us because we there's there's a, a good amount of features in it for project. It, it not only is your code source, you know, your version control system, but it has an, a really robust issue board thing, and it does the Kanban board thing, and it, it can like kind of run your your deployment and stuff through its. Um, Pipelines feature and stuff. It kind of has rolled together a bunch of different tools for us, uh, and it was that was a big new tool for us. It's a big big change switching
1: like full on GitLab. Awesome. Okay, what's one must read book you'd recommend to everyone?
0: Uh, well, we talked about community a bunch, and I, I've always really liked. It's kind of an old book it's funny if you pick it up and read it and flip through it, you'll see a bunch of screenshots in it that are like laughably old websites. But it's called Design for Community by Derek Powazak. And it, there's so many ideas about it on, on how to how to how to run an online community and how to think about it.
1: Love it. Okay, we'll drop that in the show notes. So Chris, this has been awesome. What's the best way for people to find you online?
0: Chris Coyer at gmail.com is my email address. Uh, Chris Coyer on Twitter and GitHub and CodePen and 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 all this stuff. Happy to hear from anybody.
1: Cool. And everyone, make sure that you check out CodePen. I don't know how to use the actual product, but I use the job board and it works out for me. So it might work (laughs) out for you.